it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Pinstripe Valley Podcast, the Arson Judge Edition, because the Yankees have really set a fire by bringing back Aaron Judge, who is not going to the San Francisco Giants. Sorry, not sorry to John Heyman's reports. Not sorry at all. John no. Heyman, I don't like you. You no. caused me to have a sinking feeling in my gut for like eight hours yesterday. But yeah, sigh of relief edition to the, of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Kunsha over there, Andrew Bird's here, by the way, uh, as you probably know, but we are here. It is early afternoon after the Aaron Judge signing. He is coming back to the Yankees. The news broke very early this morning while I was still asleep. I guess it wasn't that early this morning, Eastern time, but I was still asleep because I was up late waiting for late night news because I thought it would be coming at like West Coast time because sometimes that just works like that, but it's like, nope, okay, I'll go to bed, and then, yeah, oh, well. Yeah, I, I woke up, and, like, I it took me about three full minutes after I woke up to, like, look at my phone, because I just didn't want to, because I had a feeling I was going to wake up to some Aaron Judge news, and I, since the Heyman Arson Judge tweet, I've been expecting the worst, but then when I finally did look at my phone, I had to, like, check it, like, four times because I didn't believe it. Yesterday, when I got the update about Arson Judge signing with the Giants, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. And I was, like, devastated. But this one I just didn't expect to see. And I was just like, are you sure? 
Yeah, I didn't think it would get resolved that quickly, but it really seems like it came together in a hurry. Uh, I will say shout out to Jake for writing the breaking news post for us uh, while he was on the tarmac. <laughs> yeah, impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's some good blogging right there. Yeah, cool. Mike would... hasn't blogged from a weird place. Yes, he will certainly be enshrined in Blogument Park. Yes. <laughs> We'll retire his number on Pinstripe yes. Valley. <laughs> I don't know what number would be retired, but regardless. That's the beauty of it. We don't actually have to retire anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have like a level of excellence or whatever, like the, the Blue Jays or Giants have something like that too, I think. The the the, the Ring of Honor. Yeah, the Ring of Honor. There you go. Yes. All right, but we're getting off track. It does seem like um, Hal Steinbrenner really swooped in on this one and was not going to be denied. So we do not give Hal Steinbrenner credit very often. We will do it here. Good, because this is not only a good baseball decision for the Yankees, it is a good business decision. And I'm sure that really played a big part in it too, because he is so key to the everything surrounding the Yankees marketing image and how they present themselves basically. It has been like that since he debuted uh, or really broke out in 2017, rather, and then up to today and this year. This, he's just so central to the Yankees' focus that they needed to have him back. Yeah, you definitely have to give credit to Hal Steinbrenner as much as I don't really like to. Um, and then and you'd say you don't want to give him too much credit because this probably could have all been avoided, but whatever, yeah. we're here. And uh, at the end of the day, Hal Steinbrenner walked the walk uh, when he talked the talk. So we'll give him a little bit of kudos for that. Yeah, you wanted him to pay the man, and he paid the man. Exactly. Maybe if you had paid the man two hundred fifty million on opening day, this would not have been uh, an issue. But well, that's what happened, and this is the present that we live in. So whatever. It's if Aaron Judge rewarded himself with more of the Yankees' money, then good on him for it. Yeah, I'm almost like glad that that uh, uh, it didn't work out before opening day because it just cost the Yankees an extra hundred million dollars, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, the only the only way it's going to impact me is the Yankees uh, possible austerity on other moves because of this, but well, that's not really something that we can control. Yeah. And also like they weren't making those moves regardless. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest here. <laughs> Whether or not judge signed, they were not making the other moves that we wanted or want. So I'll just take Aaron judge there. And I feel bad for him because he's going to be the scapegoat for, or, or the excuse for those non-decisions when otherwise it would have just been nowhere we don't want to spend money, but now they could say we can't spend money, but whatever. Aaron Judge is a Yankee, and that's all that matters. Today. Yeah, I imagine they probably would have made a move to, I think they definitely would have brought in Rod, Carlos Rodon, who may still come to New York, but I'm not sure. No, I'm not as sure now. Uh, they probably would have signed like a Nimmo, maybe someone else. Less exciting stuff. Think of like 2014 when the Yankees missed out on Cano and then signed Ellsbury, Beltran, McCann. Um, but can they may have gotten regardless because they really need to catch her, but that's neither here nor there. Anywho, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, you'll see, you'd still see some moves, but like if like let's just see this worked out a little bit differently, where Aaron Judge decided he decided he just really wanted to fulfill his childhood dream and play for the Giants, right? No, let's not. We're not going down that. <laughs> <laughs> In that world, like where the Yankees were still making competitive offers, but Judge ultimately decided to just leave. I think the only acceptable outcome would have been to pivot to one of the star shortstops. And obviously, Trey Turner's off the table. So you have Carlos Correa or Xander Bogarts or Dansby Swanson left. And I really don't think the Yankees are, were going to do that regardless. And that's the point. And so 
Yeah, whatever. Aaron Judge is the Yankee, and that's all that matters today. Yeah, exactly. We don't <laughs> have to go into these alternate universe because uh, they suck. So yes, yes. Now, yeah. if they still want to go out and sign uh, Xander Bogarts, I will not object. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Just like just cause, but it yeah. does. It does seem like Xander is getting closer to a deal to come back to Boston as of as of the time we record this. But whatever. Yeah. As I said uh, before we started recording, maybe it will just mean that the Red Sox decide to play poverty with uh, Rafael Devers. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Should also say uh, um, deepest condolences only sorta to the San Diego Padres who keep outbidding people by $40 million or more <laughs> and are still not getting these top free agents to sign there. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on there, but for two players like Trey Turner and Aaron Judge to leave $40 million on the table. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like both of them were unique circumstances. I think where they were probably just going to go to where they wanted and where they had ties. So, Oh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on the Padres themselves. It's not like, Oh my God, nobody wants to play there. It was just like you said, unique circumstances with the two that they offered, but it is just amusing. Yeah. And it's only amusing because Aaron Judge is a Yankee. Yeah. They'll probably end up pivoting to like a Correa, I feel like, at this point. If they're going to give all that money to Turner, then maybe they just say, hey, Carlos Correa, you want some of this? And Yeah. They do seem pretty adamant on finding another shortstop, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess I don't blame them. Yeah. But go to the uh, gas lamp ball for uh, more on the Padres, because we don't care. No. So... Aaron Judge back, man. It's 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 just good to say that out loud and know that he will be in pinstripes basically for the rest of his career. Uh, we will get to see some milestone homers from him. We'll get, I'm sure, we'll get to see him as the captain of the Yankees, which is something that has been a long time coming. Is it a goofy thing? Yes, but it's also fun. They should hold off on the captaincy until he hits 74. <laughs> yeah, like you know what, you got to really <laughs> prove it. But I'm earn like... it, man. <laughs> GM Kunshaw is uh, unrelenting in his pursuit of uh, Aaron Judge hitting 74 home runs. I will not rest until it happens. Yeah. It will happen. I'm telling you this. Use my projection system. Perfect. It's yes. uh, Kips at the Kunj uh, Fangrass system. Yes. Yes. It's basically the, the math is simple. Does Kunj want it to happen? Yes. Then it shall be. Wow, David Robertson has a zero ERA under this. Incredible. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Aaron Judge was really just so central to what the Yankees are trying to do. And they're in win now mode. They like I know some people are going to kvetch about like the last years of this contract, but they're the Yankees. They will always find a way to win now in the moment, move stuff around on their payroll. Big contracts do not really stop them from you know, making additions when, you know, A-Rod, was, A-Rod and Cher were near the end of their contracts. They moved, they were able to move on from them anyway. And like Jeter too, like the, 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 these things have a way of working themselves out. And it, the 2030s are so far off that like, you can't really concern yourself with them. Like the Yankees are not the Detroit Tigers. They're not, and they're not the Los Angeles Angels. They're not going to be sunk by like these mega deals. No. And the thing is like, if you're just worried about the last one or two years or whatever, like that means you're still getting eight very, very good years out of this deal. Yeah. And I or, didn't mourn for CC Sabathia's contract. I mean, he was great. Yeah. And like, if it ends up with the Yankees uh, getting a world series ring or whatever, like then who cares? Yeah. Just who cares? I don't care about those Yankees nine years from now. And even nine years from now, when 
or eight years from now when that last year the contract is like hampering the uh, or quote unquote hampering the Yankees with the forty million dollar hit, I'm not gonna care because I'll have witnessed Aaron Judge's entire career as and it will be in one uniform. Yeah, and we have no idea what the CBA is going to look like then. That's multiple CBAs from now, honestly. So there could be different ways of assessing luxury taxes or what the luxury tax is even considered at that point or what player salaries are at that point. Like this point has been made a lot on Twitter recently. Like 10 years ago, if you showed someone like, like you talked about Albert Pujols contract, whatever, be like, oh, he'll be making this much in 2022. And like now it's like, obviously it's like more than you would have expected, but it's not totally out of line with how salaries rise. Yeah. If it was up to me, the minimum player salary in the year 2032 will be $40 million. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's like, oh, actually he's making minimum wage. He's actually making the minimum wage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just don't concern yourselves with that as much because the, the Yankees are not built to like, you know, nickel and dime right now. They have Garrett Cole in this prime. They have, they still have a Giancarlo Stan who is still capable of producing 30 homer seasons. They have so many players who are built again to win. Now they can't really be futzing around like, Oh, I don't know how this affects the 2028 Yankees. And like, ideally you have your farm system a little bit better than it is right now too, where you have more of like a Dodgers esque pipeline where you don't need to worry about like, Oh, we're giving this guy $40 million, you know? Yeah. And also like, that's why you have general managers and like you as a fan should not concern yourself with how the 2028 Yankees are affected by this. It's the GM's job and Brian Cashman's job, at least as of right now. And it's up to him to not let Aaron Judge's $40 million become a problem for them. If they have their budget constraints there, um, you know, like Hal Steinbrenner has his set budgets and all that stuff. It's it's Cashman's job to make sure like, hey, OK, I know I have $40 million devoted to Aaron Judge. What am I supposed to do with the rest of it to produce the best team possible? Now, if he's going to go out and spend $40 million on like two relievers at, in that time as well, then you can't blame Aaron Judge. You blame Brian Cashman. Exactly. Yeah. He's just doing this job and getting paid for it. So whatever. It is funny though, how we've basically heard nothing about Brian Cashman during these Aaron Judge negotiations though. It's yeah. All the Hellstein brother show. Yeah. I do think that there is a part of Brian Cashman that loves to, you know, red paper clip his way to uh, X marginal wins over he could have gotten, but like, this is just the obvious move. So yeah, <laughs> this yeah he, is, getting too cute is not really the goal here. This this offseason was a failure to him. Like, no, I say Aaron Judge back. We're doomed. <laughs> no, I can't say I, I can't say I'm smarter than everybody else, but like you can because you have Aaron Judge on your team. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's pretty good. You got Aaron Judge in the first place. So, <laughs> so exactly. clearly someone did something right. Chet's to Damon Oppenheimer and company with the draft. Right. <laughs> so we're just really glad to have Aaron Judge back. The alternate timeline that we were staying at with the Giants was not looking fun. I did not want to have to think about that. I had pre-written a post once those rumors had started to really circulate, like, oh, there's chatter in the lobby. Judge said to the lot Giants, uh, and arson judge to Giants. So something there was a draft. Thankfully, it will never be posted, and it will just go the way of the dodo. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, that just went into the the world of the of the internet and just it doesn't ex- matter yeah even yesterday after that happened or whatever i was preparing for like Heyman after Heyman retracted that just for somebody else to be like yeah well it was just a little presumptuous but it's actually the case and so i even like called my wife and warned her i was like 
be prepared for me to just be crabby all day today. <laughs> and I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> just don't blame me. Blame the Yankees. And yes. I'm sure she's used to it. Yes, exactly. She just she just responded with again. Like, didn't we just go through this? I was like, yes, that was the playoffs. Now it's Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah. We should also talk about another guy who is back, who we did not necessarily expect, but is not a total shock. Tommy Canley. He uh, re-signed with the Yankees after his uh, two-year away, where basically the uh, Dodgers paid for him to rehab from Tommy John surgery. Uh, then he had a bone bruise that kept him out for a lot of 2022, so he only got into like 12 innings. But the Yankees are comfortable enough with uh, where he is physically and how he pitched that he is back on a two-year deal. Yeah, and I think you nailed it. Like, I think this was a move that nobody was really expecting, but just because nobody was thinking about like what the mid-tier reliever market would be. Um, I'm just glad that Edwin Diaz wasn't with the, the, the commitment that the Yankees make. But yeah, this is a good, this is, a, I think, a good deal. It's a two-year deal. Even if it just completely blows up in their face, it's like kind of like, whatever, who cares? Um, the money's not that high either. No. Uh, it's something like, what, six and a half million or six million per year or something like yeah, that? Which it's, is, yeah, for the Yankees, that's a pittance. Yeah, it's it's whatever money at that point. Um, at best, you're getting, you know, the old version of Tommy Canely back or some semblance of that. At worst, it's like, oh, crap, I have a middling reliever that I just need to cut ties with. Exactly. Like, I, I say there's no such thing as like a bad one-year deal, but even a two-year deal has to be really bad for it to be bad, in my opinion. Yeah. Tommy Canely has enough that he could, and he's one of those pitchers who can get lefties out too, uh, even though he's a right-hander, just because his yep. changeup is that good. And he just knows what he's doing out there. He really gives the Yankees a boost in the bullpen, which I was not really worried about. I'm honestly not really super worried about the Yankees pitching in general, just because I have that much confidence in Matt Blake, even if like the makeup is not like sort of what you would want to see, but you know that they can make it work. But with, Canely now joining Luisaga, Holmes, Peralta, Wiki, Trevino, all these guys, Marinaccio, and Michael King. He'll he'll be back too, and hopefully he'll be some semblance of what he was in the first half this year. But I was getting ready to just yell at you because you for, you were like forgetting Michael King, and I was just like yeah. shaking furiously here. Like you better How say it, Merns. You? you better say it. <laughs> say King. Yes. Seeking. Yeah, but Canely offers a pretty good security blanket, which is kind of interesting to think of a guy who's only thrown 12 innings or whatever in the past two years as like a security blanket. But still, he's a, he's a veteran who's done this before. He's been in New York. He's a great clubhouse presence. And you have a lot of confidence in him. Yeah, it's it's like you said, the bullpen wasn't really an area of concern. I figured that they might add a, a pitcher sure. or two here and there. Um, and I think it was the right move to just get a guy in there who this is honestly like exactly the kind of signing that I was thinking, just like a mid-tier reliever. Exactly. It's, it was perfect. This is what they needed to do as far as reinforcing the bullpen. Is it the the reliever I would have picked? No, but I also would have given $30 million to David Robertson. So <laughs> yeah, whatever. Here's where he goes, but <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too late. He- <laughs> The Yankees uh, did let uh, Miguel Castro walk away, so David Robertson's 30, 30, number 30 <laughs> is available again. That's true. That's true. That was the main reason why they let him walk. Yes. And I had to be reminded of who Miguel Castro was this today. Pop quiz. Do you remember where he went to? Diamondbacks? Correct. I'm I was like, I, I literally only looked it up like when you mentioned Miguel Castro's name, but like, I wouldn't have been surprised if I forgot it <laughs> between then and now. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I guess congrats to the Diamondbacks. Enjoy uh, being frustrated half the time with this guy. Yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was like even when he was effective, it was kind of frustrating. So. Yeah, he could have been worse, I guess. Yeah. No. Totally. Like I didn't hate him. No. If, if that counts for anything. No. He was just like, oh yeah, he's your typical annoying reliever. Yeah. So, anywho, uh, we don't have to think of talk about Miguel Castro. Um, Yankees bullpen is looking pretty good. Their starting rotation did take a hit, and probably an unsurprising hit at this point, just because the Yankees had not really been connected to this guy since they chose not to extend the qualifying offer. But uh, Jameson Tyone uh, going to Chicago, four years, $68 million, uh, joined the Cubs. Yeah, kudos for him. Congratulations to him. Oddly enough, I... Sorry, excuse me. Oddly enough, I see the Cubs as a like really good fit for him. Yeah, like I think I think he'll do well there. Um, Back in the NL Central, baby. Like I don't think his Yankee career will be remembered fondly or poorly. Like it'll just it it, it was it was solid. It was fine. Yeah. Um, now, he was the know, perfect sort of like mid rotation arm who will make uh, like almost thirty starts. He did make thirty starts this year. Uh, just steady, reliable. And he came up with some big starts for them, honestly. Like, remember the the game 162 in 2021? Yep. He pitched well with, like, a horribly messed up ankle, I think, to uh, get the Yankees into the playoffs. Then he had some big starts this year, the near-perfect game. He honestly did not fare that badly in the ALCS opener, despite really being thrown in there against the Astros. The pitching was not the reason the Yankees lost those first few games. Absolutely and- not. He had it actually in the AL East clincher too. He was also pretty good in Toronto, yeah. if you remember that. Also, shout outs to that stretch in 2021 when like Garrett Cole went down and he just took over as the de facto ace and like actually shoved. <laughs> yeah, uh, pitcher of the month, I believe, in July 2021. So yeah, it, it wasn't like a huge trade when they brought him in. Uh, obviously, they gave up some prospects who may turn into something down the road. I know Ronzi Contreras is a nice little guy that the Pirates have could make the Yankees regret that. But honestly, those, again, those, as we said at the time, those are the kinds of moves you have to make when you're the Yankees and you're trying to win now. And Tyone definitely helped to that cause. So the, thank you for the two years. I think maybe the Yankees should have given him that qualifying offer just to get some rotation insurance, but whatever they didn't, he got a good deal. I don't know if I would have wanted the Yankees to necessarily give him that. So best of luck to him. Yeah, like Exactly. I don't think I could add much to that. There's going to be no regrets about his Yankees t- uh, tenure, but also like, yeah, it was, it's fine to move on with what he got. So good luck in Chicago, my guy. Yeah. You're closer to Jordan Montgomery now, at least. <laughs> yeah. But now he's a sworn enemy, enemy, the Cardinal. No, this is going to be, this is how the, the, the rivalry uh, goes away because of uh, Jameson Tyone and Jordan Montgomery. They're going to bring the two houses together. I'm calling it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, let us take a short break and we will be right back. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back. So uh, those are the main Yankees moves that have happened since our last podcast. Big, Some big moves there, bringing Judge back, adding Tommy Canely, saying goodbye to Jameson Tyone. Um, right. So we figure we'll wrap up this uh, episode with a look at some of the other rumors that are still percolating about as the winter meetings come to a close. Yankees are still, uh, I think as we talked about earlier, quite connected to Carlos Rodon, even after the Aaron Judge signing, which is encouraging, because I kind of thought that they'd be like, well, we'll go to you, to you up to this point, but now we don't really need you as much, when they could really use another top-flight starter, and Rodon was, was terrific for the Giants this year. Yeah, I think outside of Verlander and DeGrom, uh, Rodon's obviously probably like the best starter on the market, and each one of them, of the, those three, comes with their own risks. Obviously, like Jacob DeGrom, when he's healthy, he's the best pitcher on the planet right now. Yeah. Um, but it's just, he, obviously, he hasn't been able to stay on the field, uh, and it looks like he wanted to get away from New York. Um, Verlander, again, this, for the second year in a row, it seemed like the Yankees were just unwilling to add that one extra year that he wanted to sec- uh, secure him coming to the Bronx so he ends up in uh still in New York but as a Met but Carlos Rodon it seems like there's real smoke there and real actual genuine interest um I thought it was just going to be like you know conversations and hey maybe we'll pivot that way if Aaron Judge didn't sign like you said but even after that uh Jack Curry talking about the Yankees still having interest there so I mean kudos for them for to them for trying to actually improve the team and spending the money if that's the case uh hopefully it works out it do, it, the Yankees also do seem determined to add another outfielder to the mix because uh, obviously they have Harrison Bader and um, they just signed this guy. You might have heard of him, Arson Judge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they do still have a, a hole in left field, uh, which I guess they've been linked to bring Andrew Benintendi back. They've been linked to Brandon Nimmo at random times. Um, they apparently expressed interest in uh, Brian Reynolds from the Pirates. So it seems like they're determined to at least add another outfielder. I don't know what to what degree that'll be, if they get any of the big names or what it is. Benintendi seems likely, in my opinion, but that's just based off of nothing. Yeah, that's what I would guess, too, just because they did have a lot of... They, they did like him a lot, honestly, and that those connections remained as the offseason began. I remember seeing like comments about, like, we'd love to have Andrew Benintendi back. Um, that honest, and it could be platitudes, but I think that there is some actual smoke there, as you said. So maybe Ben Intendi's the guy they bring in for left field. I don't think Nimmo is. I, he may have been the guy that they brought in if they couldn't bring back Judge, which I did not really have a ton of interest in just because I'm not super inspired by Brandon Nimmo. But, but I think make, it is the right move to try to pursue to get some of these other guys to bring in to bolster the team because they can't just run it back with the same roster plus Tommy Campbell and minus Jameson Tyone. You know, uh, there's still some work to do there to try to get even remotely even with the Astros and make sure that you can defend your AL East title because the Blue Jays are not going to make it easy. The Rays never make it easy. And who knows, maybe the Red Sox are bringing Bogarts back to make that tough too. And the Orioles are also nearly made the playoffs last year. You can't forget that either. Hey, the Blue Jays I I saw are linked to Joey Gallo. I don't know if you saw this or not, but (laughs) apparently I think it was like Scott Boris, who's Joey Gallo's agent came out and said like the Blue Jays are interested in this guy. I don't know. Like you never know what the hell Scott Boris is talking about, but that would be a, that would be a thing, I guess, if he ends up there. 
<laughs> that it would. That it would. Yeah. I think of all the rumored options, Ben like it's Benintendi's kind of like it's not really inspiring or exciting, but I think it'd probably be my preferred way to go. I think so. He's like steady enough and he has great defense too. So that's always a good uh, fallback. So I don't think I'd hate that. I have no idea what he'd be getting, but again, yeah, he's going to afford yeah, it. So it's fine. Yeah. I don't think he's getting like a $40 million deal anyway. So whatever. You never know. He might. A $40 million a year. Sorry. Oh, not $40 million a year. That was really like total. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, excuse me. Uh, I meant uh, per year. Yeah. No. He's not getting $40 million. He's not getting the Aaron Judge contract. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, $300 million for Andrew Benton. <laughs> hey, maybe the maybe, Padres. Maybe the Padres. Yes. <laughs> they need to make a statement. They're like, you know what? We are bringing Andrew Benton. <laughs> We're gonna offer him, Andrew. Come back to us with your top offer. I'll top. I'll top it by forty million dollars. <laughs> what if like his agent was just like, um, two hundred million, three hundred. Take <laughs> done. <laughs> like, oh, well, that was easier than I thought. Yeah. So, um, I do like Brian Reynolds a lot. I just don't buy that the Pirates will actually move him. I think that like even though he requested a trade, that I don't see any reason why they'd honor it. They don't need to. Um, they may well get a better offer later. So I don't know. I don't, I just don't really see it. Yeah. Like the pirates, like the pirates have all the leverage here, right? Like you have to really blow them away and like go above and beyond if you want them to even think about it or entertain it. Like seriously, again, like you said, DK, he requested the trade, but that doesn't mean that anything that means literally nothing. Yeah. So... They can be like, Oh, that's nice. They were like, oh, that's cool. We all want things. Yeah. Like, I, I still remember, like, I think it was like three years in a row that Michael Young was requesting trades from the Rangers because they kept, like, signing people at his position. He's like, but I want to stay there. And they're like, you're not that good a field. They're removing you. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And remember, Miguel Andujar also requested a trade. Like, trade requests doesn't, don't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. Like, you have to really have leverage to really make that matter in MLB or you have to be like I'm requesting a trade from this like other terrible team or you have to be like actually close to like you know free agency or whatever because the Pirates have like so little incentive to do anything about this so maybe that's where Brian Reynolds got his inspiration from when uh, Miguel Miggy went over there to the yeah. Pirates he's like hey did you know you can request a trade what he's like oh and that's how I ended up here weren't you DFA'd <laughs> but I requested the trade first yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Another guy who uh, the Yankees have been linked to, uh, Masataka Yoshida um, from uh, Japan, the NPB. Yes. He um, is a, and he's an interesting player who may be, who I think is coming to New York, honestly. Or, or next, he's, he's coming. Okay. You yeah. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, boy. Andrew Burns with the breaking news. Yeah. Not, not, not quite. Not quite. Uh, I think. Um, he is going to come to MLB, and I think he's probably going to be a pretty decent player, but I just don't know if the Yankees are going to be the team that he pops up on. So, I, you know, that's another thing where I could see, like, the Padres be like, hey, please take this money. and maybe <laughs> Whatever I, offer you have, $40 million more. <laughs> yeah, probably not, like, something like that, but I think uh, they could make him a pretty good offer and entice him to come. But I, I, I don't know if I see him being the guy they go to. I think – he and Benintendi are similar enough that maybe you just go with Benintendi, but who knows? Yeah, especially because like Benintendi is the proven commodity in MLB, right? Like obviously, obviously, uh, you, you you expect him to do well, um, Yoshida to do well, but you don't exactly know anybody coming over from a different league. It's obviously very challenging. So 
if it's a similar profile, you go with the guy you you know will uh, will actually hit. But yeah, I could absolutely get be... myself psyched up for it if uh, they no, hit sign him. But hundred uh, percent, yeah. But Ben Tendy's a year younger too. That's something that I feel like people aren't really thinking about as much. <laughs> like he's younger than you think. Exactly. Plus, I feel like Yoshida is probably the way to pivot if it doesn't work out with Ben Intendi. Sure. But I still think Ben Intendi's probably the way to the Yankees are leaning just because I think that's exactly the type of player they want. And again, the whole it works. Yeah. <laughs> Actor that you already know, like, hey, yeah, he can hit MLB pitching. So, <laughs> plus, with the, I'm curious to see how the if the shift elimination all, like helps him uh, at all or not. Like, cause I mean, obviously he's a left-handed hitter, So that probably is also a factor. So, you know, you're talking about a high average guy. Um, maybe he even gets a little bit additional boost there. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's it. Aaron right. Judge is back. Aaron Judge is back. Things are good. We know that we will at least see some big boy dingers again in 2023. Obviously, like, Giancarlo Stan was still around anyway, but this Aaron Judge is a different kind of big boy digger. We got to admit. Yeah. Yeah. More common these days. Yeah. Although Giancarlo Dingers would still be my favorite. Oh, yeah. Just aesthetically, when they do happen, it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's either, holy crap, that was destroyed, or how the hell did that go out? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, um, oh, you know what? Let's wrap this up with a probably fairly obvious Yankee and... Manfred of the week. Who is yeah. your Yankee of the week? Tommy Canely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to, because I'm probably never going to do this again. For the obvious reason, I'm going to go to Hal Steinbrenner, though. Um, obviously, Aaron Judge is the Yankee of the week forever and ever, at least for the next nine years. But Hal <laughs> um, uh, will be my other Yankee of the week just because he it looks like he went ahead and made sure this Aaron Judge got deal got done because, as we talked about, it didn't. There was no real talk about Brian Cashman being involved. What his role is, I'm sure he technically did do a lot of the work, but this was Hal Steinbrenner's baby, and he made sure it got done. Um, maybe he sought advice from the Pope, and the Pope <laughs> advised him to sign uh, Hal Steinbrenner to sign Aaron Judge. But whatever it is, at the end of the day, Hal Steinbrenner putting up 360 million dollars to make sure Aaron Judge stays in one uniform. So I'll give him a little bit of credit. I'm just imagining that the Pope is a huge Yankees fan just because of the, the Pope plaques that are in Monument Park. <laughs> yes. like, oh, yeah. the, the Pope finally has his Aaron Judge jersey, not even an actual jersey. He's <laughs> like, you better not be letting this guy go, my son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Who's yeah, your Yankee of the week? The obvious one. Yeah, it's Aaron Judge. Uh, I will give a special shout out to uh, John Morosi of MLB Network just because he was very quiet on the Aaron Judge front almost in the whole way until basically breaking the news like oh yeah he's siding with the Yankees so yep. he, he got it right he did not pull an arson judge so good work yep. that works yeah it's 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 a bit of a reach the, I mean as we said the real Yankee of the week is Aaron Judge with a runner up Tommy Canley and I guess Hal Steinbrenner thumbs up man but yeah Hal Steinbrenner uh, did the bare minimum yeah who's your man for the week Oh, it's John Heyman, 100%. Yes, John Heyman, that yeah, man, that's fair. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. The man caused me so much anxiety yesterday. It's just a stupid mistake because he had to be, quote-unquote, first. First! Freaking Twitter. Oh, I hate that website. But anyway, yeah, John Heyman, I don't like you. Be better. <laughs> Got him. Boom. That's very fair. 
Yeah. Uh, my man for the week will be Brian Cashman because you just know he doesn't really want to have Aaron Judge. Yeah, he was my uh, he was my runner up, but I was I'm very very mad at John Heyman. Yeah, that, no, that's fair. Uh, also, he did provide new- entertainment uh, and memes, but damn, that was not okay. Yeah. Also, with the deal with former years of Cashman, I don't really know if I. It's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know thing with Cashman. Like, I think on the whole, he's probably fine. Like middle of pack GM. He's probably not as good as he thinks he is, but whatever. He's here. Oh, I am very much over Brian Cashman. Yeah. Like, so. I'm not ad- actively advocating for him to be fired. It's just, I'm tired of hearing the man speak. Yeah. <laughs> the man loves to speak. Yep. Yep. So, whatever. I think we got it. Yeah. Go Yankees. Go Aaron Judge. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Pinstrip Alley. Follow me on Twitter at Merns PSA. Uh, you have any. Aaron Judge predictions. 74. 74. Any Aaron Judge predictions beyond 74? 75. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, uh, no, I mean, I think anything I could say is fairly obvious, right? Like, I don't really know what those predictions would be. 74 is the only thing I'm going for All right, at this point. Fine. I predict a home run in his first at bat uh, on opening day against the Giants, which is really funny, actually. Oh, no, absolutely not. He's going to strike out, and everyone's going to boo, and we're going to get mad. That's yeah. what's happening. That's, that's true. <laughs> Damn it. We regret it. We don't. <laughs> okay. So, that'll do it for us. Uh, go Yankees. Go Aaron Judge. Um, go get some more guys, because we're not fully done yet. Yep. Yeah. Would like some more moves. Bye, everyone. See you. <laughs>